0: Welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast—a peek behind the curtain of what it's really like to drive other people's cars for a living. These are the stories behind the stories. Welcome back to part two of our marathon speed week podcast. Now, at this point, if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that now before listening to this bit or a lot of what's about to follow won't make a lot of sense. Anyway, I'll start waffling and let's get on with the show.
1: Next we have a car that should have been at Speed Week probably nine years ago. I can't remember <laughs> on the timeline of the McLaren Artura.
0: Speedweek two thousand and two. We I finally
1: bet. got one and obviously they yeah. sent it in black. Because, you know, with a new supercar, you want yeah. to see it in a really dull colour. Um but we finally yeah. got to drive it. Um mm. we wish we had it last year against the two nine six, which is its main competitor. Mm. Um it's
0: it's it's kryptonite, isn't it, really? Because because yeah. it's impossible i well, for myself more money but it's more
2: power it's and more, more power, It's more. more
0: everything and yeah. and, and, and you, having driven the 296 extensively yeah. last year you sort of get in it and you the question in your head is is this better than the Ferrari and and not to spoil the party but I don't, I don't think it is you no, know it's I less money do I agree um,
2: it's not, as, it's not as exciting and rampant as that Ferrari, mm. but mm. It, it is a still a good car. It's a good car, but yeah. it's very sort of familiar McLaren territory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful steering, lovely front end, very nicely balanced, but it's not... I mean, driving around, you You were probably aware of it being hybrid slightly on mm. track just for that extra thrust of electric low down, but a lot of the time, you could be driving any other McLaren. Uh, well, anyway. I it's think
1: a, a lot of the... For, for most speed weeks if there wasn't some a body of water in the way, we would drive and do a long road trip across. Yeah. And that really plays it into the favor of some cars of getting mm-hmm. them on the road beforehand yep. and seeing how they are. And I think that would have done the McLaren well, real good. real favors, yeah, yeah, Because we hopped out of the, we had the Aseto Fiorano package 2966. So that was, you know, the most racy form of it. And when you haven't been in McLaren for the for a while, the last thing you've been in typically is their fastest, most hardcore thing. So mm-hmm. I got into that tour and I was like, God, this is... This is very different to the two nine six and everything else. And it didn't feel very sharp to me, felt a bit too squidgy and comfortable. But then I thought this would probably be great on the road. We're mm. using the hybrid dri- drivetrain yeah. more. It's like the MC twenty
0: yeah. last year. Do you yeah. remember that? They the Maserati wouldn't let us drive it yeah. to the Czech Republic. Two and we were like, miles. please, because it will be brilliant on the yeah, road. Yeah. No, it's only going to the track. Fine. Wasn't it wasn't, wasn't really one of the better great. cars on yeah. track. Yeah. No. So it's But just, it's still the
1: Arturo is yeah. still a car I feel like <laughs> we need to spend more time with. It's quite a complex thing, and if it's the future, yeah, we need to get more... I've
2: driven them on the road in the UK and really liked it. Really liked it. It, it, For me, the biggest shame, and it's nothing to do with the dynamics, is the way it looks. It just doesn't move... The game on enough, I don't think. Yeah. Well, so, talking about yeah. something that looks
0: good, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but maybe uh, mm. Logos no. Amira. So, and this the, is the yeah. four cylinder Lotus yep. Amira. So, mm. the entry, well, I say entry level, what did it call? It was 82 grand, grand. First edition. It's first edition spec. Um, but with yeah. the four cylinder engine. So, it's the the two litre turbo from the mercedes a45 amg but detuned a little bit well it's the
2: entry level a45 engine that we don't get in the uk we only Ah. get the s which is the uprated engine with 420 horsepower this is the 360 horsepower motor which is just not as exciting as the full house amg engine anyway um and it comes with the dct and whatever loads of the struggles they've had to try and get it to work in the car properly meant that, for me at least the gearbox was the thing that let it down a bit yeah. it was really slow pull a paddle sleepy, and then you wait and, until the next corner and then yeah, it may yeah. decide to yeah. come
1: in and you just lose confidence straight away when a car isn't reacting to your inputs Correctly, and when, yeah. when you're on a very fast circuit and you want some engine braking you want a gear and it's not <laughs> given to you yeah. it, it was um,
2: another car that would have been lovely on the drive out because I the, I did, the first lap I did in it I came away thinking quite right what well this is re- <laughs> quite really comfy the way it went over
0: those curves was lovely Ooh, nice but it wasn't yeah. quite what i was looking for um, from that car i feel like there's always a car at speed week that um gets a little bit as the, as as the event wears on gets a bit ignored and when it comes to like Grabbing the keys for a lap, it's sort mm. of like you notice that no one really is gravitating towards it. And I felt yeah. like the lotus mm. was that. Whereas people weren't queuing Before were the event, you'd think, oh, that force in the lotus could be a cracker. See, it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. time I saw it, it's like, oh my god, it's a beautiful I, thing. Oh, like, oh next to the Artura, you're yeah. like, oh, I'd have the Lotus all day. I yeah. passed
1: one on the way to the office today and it looked absolutely sensational. Yeah. He had the V6, and I think that would be the choice V6 I guess manual. It'd be really yeah, interesting yeah. having the mm. V6 manual. Yeah, I was hoping
0: well for instead. this four-cylinder one. Mm, but yeah. I, no, I agree. I'm Camp Stick. Right. so you want a bit more firepower? Yeah, a bit more British firepower. Please. Aerial Atom Four R. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, so this is—I <laughs> mean, this is a massive coup to get this get this car yeah, along because yeah. they they basically only announced it a sort of a couple of few weeks before mm. um, you got yeah. on the friend. Uh, yeah. On the friend on the phone to your friend <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simon Saunders and yeah. said,
2: "Come on, mate, can we do it?" Yeah. So same power, more power than the Lotus Mirror and half the weight, <laughs> so, and a lot more wings. <laughs> yeah, many more wings. So they've do the the Atom Four R is it's sort of a pretty semi hot rod basically. They've worked out a way to get another twenty five percent more power out of the regular Atom engine, which is the Honda Civic Type R
0: engine. Two liter turbo, 400 horsepower here.
2: Yeah, 320 normally, 400 here, thanks to some extra side pods for better cooling and all the rest of it. This one though, we should think of as the 4R Plus because this did all the light weighting, all the wings, all the carbon, including carbon ceramic brakes and and carbon wheels. Um, so they, I think they say seventy five thousand for a regular four, Atom four R. This one was listing at one hundred and forty thousand pounds. Well,
0: you know we can't test it if it doesn't have the bits on it. Exactly. You know. But it
1: looks like to a child, it looks like a Formula One car. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. got you know a, a proper
2: a proper it rear looks wing on it. Super intimidating. Yeah. And then you hear it and you go, "Oh, it's the most scary
0: thing I've ever heard in my life." And how many times did you hear the phrase, "Ollie"? how do you start the Atom? As for someone climbed in it, you know, fumbled around with the harnesses and we're like, how does this work? Oh, you yeah. just press that button, that button, wave this under here, press that and off yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. the gearbox
2: yeah. as well. Oh, oh fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, so full sequential gearbox in there. It was, so the the thing with the Atom 4 is, and I think the 4R takes it to the next level, is it, the engine is, it's so fast and the engine is, makes such wild noises right in your ear. It is, its terrifying because you have the intake you,
1: literally behind your left yeah, ear, yeah. And you <laughs> it's feel it's going to so pull your eardrum out and with the yeah.
2: turbo just whistling and chipping all the time it's an astonishing array of noises it makes and it makes you a bit concerned because every time you put your foot on the throttle the thing just disappears into its mm. own horizon um but actually they've done such a good job with the chassis on that car now that it not only does it manage the power it makes it feel like it should have more yeah almost and you come away from it going is that really 400? All the figures suggest you're doing exactly what you should be doing because you're looking mm. down and going, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going that fast. Oh, may
0: I suggest you I do, may but... be the only person around the table that wanted more than 400 <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is exactly... I actually thought it was slightly <laughs> down on power too at times because mm. I came and stopped while you and I said, this is in the top setting of boost because there's yeah. three three stage where you, um, of, of limiting the power. But as mm. an experience, because they've got really long throttle travel on, yeah. on atoms mm. and as an experience, that jump that we spoke about earlier you'd go into it just beforehand there's a little chicane you tighten your belts up and then you just put your right foot down and then just hold on because it was a proper roller coaster experience in it it was and,
0: it was fun over the jump wasn't it ollie no <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we had to do some jump they wanted jump shots they you they. we wanted jump shots and the atom I it's one of those things that you should i should have been able to tell really but i'd done it in a couple of the other cars and it was absolutely fine, but then I should have noticed the wind direction by the wind turbine at the hill was a crosswind. So when I went up the jump in the atom and it got light, of course there's not much. There's a lot of sort of bits of wind to catch on that. The barge
1: boards down the side yeah, yeah, and yeah, on the, on and the wing. It sort
2: of skipped sideways and landed and squirreled, and it was like. <gasps> and the video team, can we say, can we have another one? I went nope <laughs> that's that's all you're getting well
1: talking about impressive jumpers uh something <laughs> oh, i'd never seen an yeah, image yeah. quite was like it this a jump
0: or is it just the biggest wheelie no, in the it's world. all four wheels off the world but <laughs> oh, the front's yeah. a lot more than yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so the uh, porsche 911 dakar so this is the one we were sort of alluding to when we were mm-hmm. talking about the hurricane storato earlier um uh, yeah amazing car i mean does does a very similar job i think um because i was uh Again, took one for the team and went on the went on the launch of the nine eleven Dakar in, in Morocco.
1: Yeah, it's a pulling
0: rank a few times earlier this <laughs> nah. year, yeah. See, I like doing skids at sort of low speeds <laughs> off-road, basically. None of this scary Atom 4R stuff. Um so no, but um but interestingly, Porsche Porsche basically the way they were marketing the 911 Dakars, it's a bit tougher. That's why they took us to the sand dunes out in Morocco to try and prove that, you know, it can it can handle all this punishment. And there was no talk about taking it on track whereas on the huracan storato launch they they took us out into the middle of the desert to chuck and actually um, sent us around round a racetrack um to prove that it was still good fun so i think for me on the on the track the dakar was definitely a ways behind the storato the, the tires sure. yeah the, the, engine, tires. the engine
1: isn't very exciting yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a craft four gts <laughs> and again it has the same squidging under the brakes and stuff it yeah. can get a bit squirrely. well very squirrely at times <laughs> you can you can actually lose it if you wanted to but yeah. i thought i would be completely camp dakar and going into it mm. and i wasn't uh, when i then drove the, the lambo i thought that'd be a bit too much it's a bit silly but then you're like no silly silliness is the key here when you're doing this yeah um and yeah the, the, the dakar seems a bit
0: reserved at, at yeah. times I, I mean if it was your own money you might get a Dakar because it's it would be a lovely, lovely 911 to use regularly around town and com- commute in and all those sort of boring things. But, mm. um, you know, you'd have to look past that again to buy a Serato, which would make you look like a bit of an idiot. Um, yeah. So classic Porsche thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's probably... Not as outrageous yeah. and flamboyant and fun. But in this class of car, I think silly wins. Mm.
1: But you know, yeah. but if you're going Lambo, you go all Lambo, and that Sturato is yeah. like Lambo defines for me in this modern yeah. era. You know, it saves us get out of an SUV. But the yeah.
2: Porsche did do funnier things going up over the jump. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Back to our <laughs> so original point. Is that
2: to rear, rear engine and rear spring engine suspension and a, or and something? And a good amount of air getting on the front oh, of it there anyway, go. of course. Yeah. Meant that it just popped the most enormous wheelies going up. I thought up over it was going
1: to do a. a Porsche GT1 at Le Mans backflip, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and to kind of show off that That'd way. That'd be a would... good
2: picture. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need to find the images of this if you haven't seen it already? But the literally the front wheels are about three foot in mm. the air, yeah. and the rears are still Hat just about.
1: On to
0: the uh, Tom Ford for for that yeah, one, yeah. or was it you? No, that was <laughs> Wook, dude, Wook did well, that no, one. Yeah,
1: who thought you could wheelie a 911 that easy? <laughs> but yeah, if you want to experience this, go to the Gotland Ring. Take your 911, and <laughs> it's terrifying just looking up at the uh, up at the sky. Yeah. Um, so, from that to, you know, is this the quintessential driver's car? We bang on them. Former, mm. it's, it's, it's predecessor was a former car of the year winner, yeah. the gt 11 6. years
0: ago. Yeah, the GR86. Again, another mm. car that we wanted at Speedweek 2022, but yeah. just the timings just didn't quite line yeah. up. We were just a fraction mm. too early. So, by the time it came around to Speedweek, it felt familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd been around for yeah. a while. This car's actually our our long termer that we're running in the Top Gear mm-hmm. garage. So it was good to take it out to Sweden and give it a proper proper workout. And it it it, it is great fun. I mean, um, it's so- an absolute sweetheart, isn't it? Yeah, it's just got it's got enough torque. It's got enough
2: power. It was the same sort of thing as the Abarth. We, that you could you could you were always wanting a bit more from it but you were having a laugh while you were doing it even if it's in slightly different pretty ways. much
0: unspinnable isn't yeah, it Ollie? That's, yeah you were having a laugh when you back to yeah <laughs> so we were doing yeah. a parade lap at the weekend there was some 20th parade. anniversary 20th anniversary celebrations for the track going on and they said mm. oh would you mind driving your cars around in convoys so the sort of punters could have a look at them yeah 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 of course of course so Ollie led us out you know most experienced driver and and there he was sideways at every corner and spinning it (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah No, quite enjoyed it. No, but actually. I think <laughs> that says
1: a lot of about the GR86. It is just playful, mm. and now you've got XU1. that extra talk, yeah, and it, it, it just wills you onto it. And everything is very slow speed. But yeah. yeah, if you want to learn how to be a better driver, there's not
0: you know no, a car lovely. like that and will teach you everything grand. about dynamics. Yeah, I mean that is well, like you can't buy one that currently. Is, but, yes, yeah, the fact yeah. that you can't get your hands on one, but that yeah. is cheap, cheap, cheap mm. in this day and age. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, do you want yeah. to talk about expensive? Expensive, about expensive, or,
0: expensive. Alpine A110 R. Mm. 95 grand. Yes. Because remember when the Alpine first came along and it was 50? Mm. Yeah. And we 40, were sort of you like, like yeah. you're going to have to walk past a lot of Porsches yeah, to yeah. buy one of them. Although it was absolutely mm. gorgeous and brilliant and yeah. unique. And actually, one performance car of the year, I think. 2018. 2018, 2018, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, mm. A110R A is the harder, faster, lighter, uh, more downforce, smothered in carbon mm. fibre. It yeah. actually doesn't have much more power. I think it's the same no, it's as same the A110S. It's, it's the smallest the engine we had liter. at yeah. Picotti. Mm. But for 1. me, liter, for me, yeah. it just didn't make sense. Like, sort of like, mm. philosophically, I was like, no. They
2: did, they've done, they did two, too good a job with the base car <laughs> yeah. for this one to be justified because all they've done is they've they've followed the same template as the base car which is make it light make it light make it light and they've just stiffened it slightly mm. but because it's got no more power it's not really any faster. it's not notably any faster. it doesn't make any more exciting noises the gearbox is no no more responsive yeah. or quick yeah. acting so you've still got a car that's now twice the price, mm. which doesn't do a lot more. It just slightly, slightly less roll through corners. Yes, it's sharper, mm. but I, I, I agree, it needed more excitement. No. It did not need more chassis control and less weight. I that was, I was disappointed
1: already. because they add a lot of. They've added a lot more theatrics to it all because it's got mm. really stiff um, carbon bucket seats that you then have to harness in. It's got all the trick carbon, so you're expecting a bit yeah. more before you get in. Mm. A bit like when you go from a 911 to an RS or something like that but it just doesn't deliver and I still find that engine and drivetrain I just don't get on with it it's
2: that I I love the balance of it I thought it was for a car suited to Gotland Ring it went round it very very well indeed I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed driving it around there but like you the actual excitement of the car wasn't where it should be I just needed more from the
0: engine and And if you you had had 95k to buy something to enjoy Mm -hmm. and do a bit of track track work yeah, yeah, Uh, it wouldn't be that would it no I don't think it would be uh, a M- standard one right M2 the big BMW. BMW yeah b- mm. b- 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 one of two BMWs not to yeah. jump ahead too much mm. we had the M3 touring there as well um, so it inevitably became a little bit of a, oh which one would you have between the BMWs we'll mm. get to that in a minute but the M2 itself this has a lot of final sort of moments for the for, for end yeah, yeah it's manual mm. final manual final pure combustion engine M car a lot of weight on its shoulders.
1: And, and yeah. also, there was, you know, people had an opinion as soon as the pictures were taken of it and shown on the internet. Why, yeah. right, because it's it, ugly?
0: Well, it depends how you want it out <laughs> where you fall on those lines. But yes,
1: basically. Um And Ollie and Ollie had and others had driven it before. Why? I hadn't. Hmm. Uh, and then you get in, and it's just that familiar... BMW driver's car, which, you know, they always want to channel back to an E30 M3 or something, but they've still got it. And mm. at a track like this, it's always very daunting going to a new circuit. We're used to the circuits in the UK and we driven them a lot. When you go somewhere you've never been before and there has got really long straights, really technical sections, it is really nervy and you you don't know the lines, you've never been round mm. it. But the M2 was something you could get in and just rely on and trust, but also have so much more to enjoy afterwards when you really start pushing it and the engagement from the manual gearbox you know when you compare it against to the m3 touring 2, because they now share a lot including oh, yeah. chassis various other bits and pieces so um yeah it it became kind of a, you were saying earlier the amira was kind of keys were being left on it not everyone was fighting of the m2 but everyone trusted it and wanted mm. to get into it yeah, yeah. and it was super enjoyable
2: yeah, it was. It was. It was really nicely balanced. You could pretty much leave it in third gear everywhere because you suddenly realised that well, you don't actually use that many manual gearboxes on track, and suddenly it's quite a lot to do. Isn't yeah, that's know? what you I go, thought. Yeah, busy over <laughs> no, you,
0: go, you go past. I just need to check what's going on down here. But
2: that one mostly you could leave in third gear because it had such good torque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you could just. But you could rip around. But also the easy. balance of it too, mm, and yeah. you've
1: got different. So the, the, these new modern M cars. They're configurable in infinite ways, basically, of how you want to set it up. But Mm -hmm. it's actually easier not going into the most hardcore settings when everything's a bit dialed down. And then the balance of it is just there was, you know, we identify skid corners at PCOTs and new circuits. And there were a few that were easier than others. But there was this one just going off of the old circuit onto the new which just became BMW Corner because they both were just set up so well for these (laughs) massive drifters. And then you've got the the drift analyzer too. So you can see how well you're doing. Talent spotter. No, but it also (laughs) scores your understeer as well, which I didn't quite realize. So it's like understeer moments and oversteer moments. So you need to get that ratio correct. Five out of five for understeer. (laughs) Yes, exactly. One out of five for oversteer. (laughs) Um, And then from that to something that, you know, was heavily anticipated for a track performance um, car of the year... Mm -hmm the new GT3 RS, which all of us drove at Dunsfold. I can't remember. It must have been April of the year,
0: beginning of the year, something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I originally drove it at Silverstone on the launch, when it was wet, which mm-hmm. was borderline pointless yeah. because it, it was just, you know, the, the downforce wasn't working. There was uh, no grip whatsoever. And you're like, well, we, we didn't get to experience this car's superpowers. Mm-hmm. But in Sweden, it was a monster Mm. especially on that that fast wide new new loop well basically anywhere really Mm. Um, it was a monster
1: it was perfect
0: for it again Mm.
1: super intimidating when Mm. you see that rear wing i still don't know how it's road legal like in real (laughs) life because you it is a cup car basically what you're getting Mm. nowadays in these rs models but then there's just this magic of porsche where it's so confidence inspiring for anyone to get into but then offers everyone from lars kern down to us and then jack <laughs> like and <to, to> then because <laughs> you said didn't you you came in and said if there's one car that i needed to drive and drive oh, the yeah. track well i would go in the gt 3 RS definitely
0: mm. oh i, I it yeah. just felt uh, the most at home the first, the most locked if mm. you could take liberties with it you just had mm. so much grip and yeah. also you know it's not it's only only 518 mm. horsepower that engine revs mm. to 9000 so yeah. you're not <sighs> You're not sort of at risk of overwhelming the rear tires with a with a heavy right mm. foot. It's got it's got you covered. Those on rear tires are absolutely tires massive, yeah, enormous. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so you can use all the power and mm. all the revs and yeah. all the grip and all the downforce and enjoy the steering and enjoy that gear that PDK gearbox. And through. then when you yeah. want to
1: scare yourself, you really go at it and yeah. like you have bravery. I think that, well, that's what makes the difference between racing drivers and normal people is that they mm. just don't have that fuse in their head, which goes, I should lift here. And <laughs> the GT3 RS is so capable in the super fast sections here, mm-hmm. you go down past the lake and then there's a left-hander and just be brave and then late on the brakes. Mm-hmm. There's no better feeling really than that. Apart from then you get to the jump and and I had to come in afterwards because I had a proper code brown moment. Not that it did anything wrong, but it overspeeds the rear wheels, and then it lands, and mm. then there's a shimmy,
2: and you're like, damn but, but the jump was the best um, evidence of how well the downforce worked. Because <laughs> when Wookie was doing the 911 Dakar, I was doing the GT3 RS for the jump shots at the same time. And but his takeoff speed, they'd said you'll get air, you usually get airborne about 85 miles an hour, anything over that. Wookiee's takeoff speed was hitting in the deck. was 92, 93 miles an hour. The GT3 RS, because the speed you go around the corner, was hitting at 105, 106. (laughs) And I couldn't get the damn thing off the deck. Yeah. it was it was just glued it yeah. would come off a fraction but no more than that and it was just the best evidence of just like how much pressure yeah. is pushing down on that car there already. you go some
1: very useful consumer advice there yeah, if you yeah. want to jump your 911 <laughs> if you're looking on the <laughs> configurator now going which one's the best to jump go for the Dakar, go for yeah, the Dakar. that's the only and you can yeah, do a yeah. massive wheelie at
2: the same yeah. time yeah. yeah, there we go but that GT3 RS yeah it's just absolutely ruthless yeah. it's yeah. just so fast plus so the configurability
1: so. going on to that again yeah, it's good if you really if you're into track driving mm it's just add another element where you can now do your own setup because yeah, yeah. even if you get bored of one car and do a lap, you then can change it into a completely different car mm-hmm. and if you want to get nerdy, you know, with your, your damping and your rebounds mm-hmm. and your compression and your DRS and all the mm-hmm. other stuff you can play with, you, you know, you weld your oyster. Yeah.
0: Were you changing, were you fiddling with your settings between the two halves of the track? I did. It, probably there would be, yeah, there would be some different sort of, maybe softer dampers on the, the old bit and then I was mainly concerned about the jump because <laughs> oh, you can do well, it all on the fly up, can't you yeah. you can literally on the straight you can be playing with your, your settings Yeah, here. which
1: is difficult when you think we <laughs> see what F1 drivers do in a lap <laughs> yeah. and you have a go and you go oh, I'll just go TC3 to 4 or something like, oh god there's a corner coming <laughs> so yeah there's, there's a lot to manage and uh, yeah but a, a lot for people to enjoy with that car
0: all right four cars to go let's do it simpler right. simpler one then honda, oh, civic, honda civic type, type r type a hand. hot hatch mm. uh, 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 a hatchback yeah. with five seats or oh, four seats actually which is yeah, a bit, yeah. bit annoying mm, big boot. Mm, big boot. um big boot yeah. manual Manu gear gearbox. gearbox red suits, engine tick. in the front red, red seats, seats yeah, main yeah.
2: wing yeah, mm. um, uh, yeah. Uh, basically sublime
0: yeah <laughs> <It's> just just, <laughs> just wonderful <laughs> awesome yeah yeah, 50 grand. But then, you know, that's the sort of viewer, but it's a 50 grand car now yeah. because the last one was 35, 35. 38. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Mm. And this
2: that's one's about right. The same.
0: It's about right, yeah. you know, in, in, in this day and age with what stuff costs. I mm. think 50 grand for that is just brilliant. Um, bit like the GT3 RS, just my confidence in that car around the track was just uh, unbreakable. I just felt like yeah, yeah, overconfidence. <laughs> I'm lucky I got out of there without pinning it. But um, but, but it's no, so
2: crisp, wasn't it? Yeah. Every input onto all the controls was so clean. The gear changes, the brakes, the throttle, every response. You know, the mm-hmm. differential at the front was so good.
1: It feels very Japanese in that, and in how mm. clinical it is, and how well done. You get in it and you go, this is engineered to yeah. perfection mm. and it makes you want to get into other cars I don't know such as a Tesla and then you drive mm. one of those and see the inputs and the dynamics of yeah. that and then here are people who care yeah. Honda and mm. the, the way the pedals are, uh, are set up the steering weight that gearbox mm. I know we go on about them all the time but that Honda gearbox is just oh, yeah. phenomenal you don't have to worry
2: about being a manual on there because that shift was so much better than the BMW so I was going to was say yeah. bad, but yeah, 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 yeah. it was quite lumpy in comparison to this little, notchy, this little was just thing like,
0: whoosh, yeah yeah oh uh, gorgeous so, and the seats best job. seats in the world. Yeah. Um yeah. I think it looks amazing. That that mm. spec with the, with the with the blue paint that's probably a name for the the light blue yeah. paint with the red seats. Ah oh. Man. No, but also yeah.
1: following it, it does look like a touring car on the road, but isn't overstated like the old ones, mm. which mm. I don't mind. Some people say they're too chavvy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I came away annoyed that we're limited to the, how many can come into the country because mm. everyone needs one, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're into driving, just get one of those. Yeah, get one of them. Mm.
0: Um, all right. And then we had a, another electric car. Um, our second electric car after the Bath, the Artura's got a bit of electric in it it has yeah Yeah. did we plug that in yes we did actually Uh, yeah you see Um, so this is the Polestar 2 BST edition 230 so it's basically Mm. a a powered up uh, version of the Polestar 2 better Mm. brakes um, fancy remote reservoir Olin's dampers um, and a bit more power so it's 470 horsepower you know very quick Impressed?
2: (laughs) Well, in one, one respect, yeah, absolutely. And this is when we're going to need to come on to talk about the last car as well. Yeah, yeah. The damping is brilliant. It's very, very clever. But their approach to making a, an electric car fun to drive is very geeky. Yeah. It's very much like, no, the damping, if the damping's perfect, then the, the user experience will be better and all this sort of thing. It's not very, it doesn't grab you here. Nah. Particularly. I thought I really enjoyed it around the circuit. I it's a it good, was,
1: yeah, because it's got lots of grip. It's and got it's, lots
2: of grip. It's really nicely set up. It actually goes, it's quite crisp. It, does, it feels more like a conventional hot. It's more like the Civic. Way than easily than the Bath does, or, or or one of the sort of most slightly softer internal combustion cars, but it's just it's it, it's trying too hard to show what it can do and not just have fun at the same time.
0: It's a bit dull. It's also seventy four thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah,
1: yeah. And are you actually going to go start tinkering, getting on your knees and start playing with the dampers yourself or are you just going to come mm. with what is set at the factory, which could all be at No, of course you're not. Know. But yeah, I
0: yeah. tell you what you are going to do. You're going to open up the bonnet at the front and, and you're everyone. going to see your golden mm. remote reservoir um, reservoirs literally on display under there. Oh, damper, ah, yeah. yeah, damper. Yeah, damper heaven. They're, yeah, damper Geek heaven. Keep out on that. They're good at that Polestar. Do you remember the Polestar 1 where they put the, um, yeah, the, the high-voltage wires mm. were sort of in a glass case in the yeah, boot yeah. Mm. and you were like oh i never thought that'd be interesting to look at but yeah Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: penultimate then
0: yes m3 touring so we yeah. we sort of referred to it when we were talking about the m2 mm. i mean look how happy are we that this car exists
1: yeah, and again, it just became the one size fit all everything for the mm. weak
2: car. Yeah, so we're, that and the Civic Type R were the cars that we used to go back to the accommodation to get sh- to shuttle people to the to the restaurant to do you know to get everyone to kit around the circuit. Oh, I thought it
1: was hilarious when we had to f- feed a ladder. We were hot lapping <laughs> it and then came in brake still smelling. Uh, John needs a, uh, a, a ladder for the cover. So you literally just open the split tailgates, <laughs> feed it through, yeah. and then you go and drop that off, and then you can go and do more laps and then put it into two-wheel drive mode. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. Get
0: burnout, yeah. Yes, but um, as you were
1: saying earlier about like the M2 being a bit busy, like there's a lot more to think about on that track. You can get in that M3 drive very quickly, keep up with a lot of the serious cars on there uh, yeah. that we were doing, and it's just very easy. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to be a lunatic, because it's got... Um, mm-hmm. Adaptable four-wheel drive. You can then just incinerate the rear tyres if you wanted to. If you want to be because it's a BMW and it's got a long wheelbase and it's easy. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think if it was me, I'd probably enjoyed driving the M2 more around the circuit. But as that M3 touring has to car to own and drive. Yeah. Oh, just everything, isn't it? Everything in one. All those other cars you look at from Taycan Sport Turismos to. Hot SUVs. No, everything comes back down to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Have an M3 Touring. It's and also w-
1: w- when we did that at the weekend, when some punters came along to have a look, they were all crowding around that mm. because of those wide blistered arches at the and it's a BMW, so it's approachable. Well, they like an estate in
0: Sweden as well, don't they? They yeah. do. Need yeah. yeah, like fog lamps on the front. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well yeah. you could
1: cover up the, the grills. Just put just fill those with lights. It's <laughs> a really good idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Um So last one hyundai Ionic 5n so this was again uh, amazing that we got this car along big scoop big Big scoop scoop. nobody else has driven it in the world this car was and won't until next year and won't yeah so i'm obliged to say was a pre-production prototype Mm -hmm. um but that can mean um a variety of things you know sometimes you get in and the, the bits of trim are falling off and modes don't work this car it it, it worked faultlessly. Yeah, yeah. All the modes, all the electronics, and as you're about mm-hmm. to find out, there are a lot of electronic systems on this car. All work faultlessly. You know, from our perspective, in terms of build and functionality, it was a, it was a production car. But yeah. it, it was yeah, technically yeah. a pre-production, which is probably why they put that big round yellow sticker on the back windscreen. Do you see that? No, No,
1: they they did did that for you. It meant rookie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Learner. Um,
2: (laughs)
1: But no, but also, we're just intrigued because this is... I know the Fiat 500 are bath... uh, is, is it the future of the electric hot hatch? Mm. This is really going yeah. into yeah, yeah. trying to answer that question. So we were desperate to get it there. So, so thankful that we could.
0: Yeah, so I mean, on, on a on a basically, the headlines, you know, this has got 600 horsepower. It's actually got 641 horsepower. Mm. If you hit a button on the steering wheel, which gives you a boost, it's N-grin called N-Grin boost. boost. Oh, cringe. <laughs> um, and it gives you another 41 horsepower for 10 seconds. Mm. And that is just the beginning of it. So mm. they've basically gone right we've here we got a four-wheel drive hot hatch it weighs 2.1 tons uh we've got 600 650 horsepower now how do we make this interesting you know we it, we know it's going to be fast in the straight line we did a drag race with the civic type r i know that's a silly race but just to demonstrate and it just you know went off into the distance and they've they've really sat down and gone right so how can we introduce ways to to help people engage with the car so I think the most intriguing is uh, what's it called NE shift which is essentially a fully simulated eight speed um, paddle shift gearbox. Yeah. So, Complete uh, with the power curves for the electric yeah. motors so you're so in first gear second a rev, so. rev counter yeah. takes over the screen it goes up to 8000 rpm I'm doing inverted comma fingers <laughs> at the moment. Um it you know it gives you a little kick in the back on upshifts. It blips the blips the throttle on downshifts. You've got all this fake noise being piped in through the speakers, which sounds which... like
2: a world superbike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But or I... anything else, it could sound like about three or four different things. Yeah. Oh well, I,
1: when I got in, it was the yeah. world superbike mode. Yeah, it just sounded like a high revving. <laughs> but also. It made such a difference yeah. to how you mm. drove and like how you just kind of got in and did a lap. Yeah. It, it added so much more experiential it was kind more of elements fun. to it. Yeah, you had yeah. you
0: had a sort of a, a gauge of how fast you were going or whether you wanted to hold a gear or shift up or down. You know, mm. it was did um, really added to the experience. Yeah, yeah. massively. Yeah. Like, it brought, it was I was the, shocked.
2: It was the anti Polestar. So the Polestar had done that very geeky think about it, fit, expensive dampers, make the handling all nice. I, I really admire what Hyundai mm. have done this, where they have literally asked the basic question that everyone looking at electric cars wants to know is how do you make them fun to drive? Mm-hmm. Well here is the most convincing answer yeah. I've seen by a long way. Yeah
1: yeah. I'm just it just kinda of feels like they've kind of they've thrown everything at it though. Yeah. There's too many elements. You just yeah. like back yourself and you be know, confident. Although I
0: would say in their defence you, you, you can switch on and switch off what you don't what you don't want to do. Sometimes there's too much choice. Though, too much choice. Yeah. No, I yeah. get it. You, I think b- they'll b- simplify it down for the next for follow yeah, cars yeah. on. For so next, there was so. so other things. There's like an end drift optimizer, which is basically uh, a mode that. Um, It loosens off the ESC, chucks all the power to the rear axle, supposed to be good for drifting. Or there's a slider, so you can choose exactly how much, how you want the torque split between front and rear axles from 100% front, 100% rear. And then another mode, which is quite good fun, called Torque Kick something which is you you pile into a corner on the throttle pull both paddles it cuts the torque turn in and when you release the paddles it gives you it's it's like a simulated clutch kick yeah um which is quite good <laughs> fun as well i mean there's a lot going on but you know we had i had a had a morning going around it shooting a video um for youtube and i was still sort of learning things and trying to perfect mm. techniques and um you know but fundamentally underneath all that it was still a good car to drive yeah. it i was expecting
2: it to be real he- really heavy quite flaccid and a bit lumpy and all mm-hmm. the rest of it and it, i don't think it was as crisp as the polestar but it wasn't far off yeah, yeah. and actually just the engagement of it as you said it was it was too complicated there was too much going on but it was fun it's only it, made, it sucked drew you in which i didn't think it would yeah. when
1: you're working with the algorithms and it's giving you the power and the traction and the torque when you need it it's when mm. you get it slightly wrong that then you really feel the weight i found especially mm. in that drift mode and other mm. bits but it would kick back and then it's 2100 no no how long should it weight? yeah tons. 1, yeah, yes. yeah 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 <laughs> estimated i don't know we actually <laughs> know what it is yeah. felt like that and you could really lose it but also if you want to start playing with those modes it will just destroy rear tyres because oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. heavy. I went, I went um,
0: for a set in a couple of hours, <laughs> but uh, it's right. We have yeah. more, but we also more.
1: we. But also in this black, mm-hmm. the the. Um, the shape of it and, and scale is so hard. We've always struggled with the Ionic Five mm. because it looks a lot smaller than it is. Yeah. And I remember when we were just moving around the track, and we had people, and I got in the rear of it, and you still think it's a small hatch, like a mm. um, you know, like the Civic or something else.
0: You've got loads of legroom yeah, yeah, yeah. in the rear mm.
1: of it, which is just bizarre. It's an optical yeah.
0: illusion because it's the shape of a hatchback, sort of classic hatchback shape, yeah. but the size of you Freelander, know. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like a, a proper yeah. sort of medium crossover. Mm kind of thing so it's yeah. quite clever so yeah. uh, there we go there was all there they with they were the contenders those are our thoughts on them so yeah. and just a word so we had two days on track um testing these out then we had another couple of days um where there were these 20 20th anniversary celebrations going on at the mm-hmm. track and we were doing our sort of parade laps Ollie was spinning it at every corner <laughs> um and um and then what we what we always do because we want to find the car that has a real balance that that has a sort of an all-round ability is we do a final road trip on the road um now gotland isn't the greatest driving destination in 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 the world it's so, not bad there no, are oh, some no, good roads for, for, very quiet for, yeah. yeah for for views and and for for stuff to see it's it's gorgeous it's not you know but it's not, not, not alpine well. mountain passes is it? there you go we're nice no. nicely put but so we took um so we took three. Which ended up being four cars yeah. out on yeah. the road um, because uh, the Ionic 5N essentially squeezed itself into the yeah. final we three to I, make a final I complete, four.
2: I think that was a, exactly the right decision. Was yeah.
0: that it, it deserved
2: some sort of mm. praise or something to get involved. Yeah, highly commended, yeah. highly commended. But, but it's um, also
1: looking to the future of, you know, this is a viable, you know, we're mm. in 10 years' time or whatever at Performance Cars mm. a year. It felt like the stepping stones take EVs to mm. that fun kind of so, driver enthusiast okay. place. Okay,
2: but if we put that to one side, because, mm-hmm. yeah, we all designed, but it was not one of the, 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 core the top final three, three, if you no. like. So what else do we have? G 3 RS. Yes, that was unsurprising. That went through, <laughs>
1: wasn't it? <laughs> Lambo Starato.
2: Yeah. yeah. Lambo Starato. And the Honda Civic Type and R. Civic it
1: was really type. interesting, because initially we were going to have a 5. Yeah. And we then all started to... We all go away and have our private notebooks and mm. write down what we think of each other and other bits in it. But then uh, <laughs> yeah. then all of us could do three really easily. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But then we struggled for five and then we just said, well, oh, why don't it we was, just cut it down? The,
2: the Civic kept kicking everything else out. Mm. Yeah, You'd yeah. look at it around, alongside any of the other hatches or the BMW M2 or the Alpine M1, A110R and go, what does that do that the A, that the Civic Type R doesn't do better mm. already? And yeah, so that's the, it, that was the car that deflected a lot of other stuff away from the.
0: I think a narrowly missed one the was
1: the M3 Touring, but then yeah. if we're cutting down to five, you know, um, yeah. to three, you you needed to get rid of some stuff. So yeah, and I mean, then we t- let,
0: let let us know. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, we have a functionality at the bottom where we can we can set a poll. Let us know what final three you would put through. You may not have driven them, but you've listened to us waffle on about them. You can look at all the pictures in the magazine and online. Read read everything you need to read about the cars. Mm -hmm. And let us know what your final three would be. Do you agree with us with uh, GT3 RS, Honda Civic Type R and uh, Huracan Cerato with a uh, highly... Commended for the Hyundai Ionic 5N.
1: But also, if we need to go through the list of cars again, there is a YouTube video where, Jack, you yeah. talk everyone around, down the contenders and their pros and cons. So, yes. so you can work from there.
0: So let's, um, let's d- uh, we, oh by the way, we're not going to tell you what won. So we told yeah. you the final three. This is a mm-hmm. decision before we turn the mics on yeah. that you're going to have to um, pick up the mag um, to to find out um, which car won the overall Crown of um, Performance Car of the Year Speed Week Champion 2023. Um, but we should say, I mentioned earlier, we, we've shot a load of videos. So we did uh, an Atom 4R, you yeah. did, Ollie, an Atom 4R review. I did an Ionic 5N review, uh, big Ollie. walk down with all. Yeah. fifteen cars, just so you can meet all the um, contenders. There's a
1: sexy trailer just to show you mm. how difficult it was working there, which shows me doing a, a burnout on a Cake bike, which is Polestar's <laughs> electric bikes, uh, just because you could, and it yeah. was quite fun. There's um, a,
0: a Formula E. Ollie, Ollie Q, Q reviews Q, yeah, the um, um, e drives and reviews the the Formula E car. And uh, Tom Ford uh, does the test we've all been waiting for, which is the Hurricane Storato versus the 911 Dakar. And yes, he does take them off road. Mm. Yes, yeah. and get quite a lot of claggy stuff caught in the Storato's intakes, yeah. which Rowan got out with a stick. Well and my hands. I literally was like the <laughs> back end yeah. of a
1: cow. I was just pulling this grey out of it the whole time. Yeah. But uh um, yeah, yeah. Me,
2: so the what I did enjoy is the last thing we did before the cars went back on the transport. It was late at night, we just finished the road trip, we got back to the to the we got the pressure washer out and with by the lights of our phone torches, we were pressure washing yeah. the cars off to put them back on the transporter.
0: It's mainly mainly the Dakar and the Storato. Sorry, Lamborghini and Porsche. We definitely missed a few spots. But we were <laughs> it was literally pitch black and we were waving around this slightly disappointing pressure washer um and doing our best, mm. doing our very, very best. Yeah, yeah. But look, it was um, as we say, best week of the year. We know how lucky we are. Um and I hope we've we've sort of managed to get across just how exciting all these cars were you know the thinking behind the event what it takes to pull it together um and the Gotham ring what a venue yeah,
1: what, yeah. What we can venue. speak for all day on what happened behind the you know the scenes and- yeah out of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. An ugly you know, like,
2: podcast.
1: Taking f- 1,500 litres of fuel to Sweden and then realising <laughs> we don't have a pump to actually get them out. So that was a unique <laughs> bit of uh, contingency planning. We, had to work out. we could
0: also do <laughs> another <laughs> 40, 45 minutes on Tommy, um, who's the. the Tommy the, Sylvander. Yeah. yeah, Tommy Sylvander, the guy we mentioned, um, who he was basically the fixer. He mm. was the guy who got things done at the Gotham yeah. Ring. And he's also become a friend of ours because he was just such a. Legend, and yeah. Legend. legend yeah right. so legend yeah Co- formula
1: conan's egg like, um delivery driver and now you know caravan now honorary tg yeah. uh, scuba fame, instructor TG as well really? yeah fascinating yeah. guy he was
2: off to go scuba dive in the in, in the limestone quarry lakes yeah was he? <laughs>
1: yeah with his wax tash and ghost rider cap very <laughs> legend.
0: interesting gentleman but that's what speed yeah, yeah. week's all about mm. the unexpected um so yeah. i hope that was um good fun to listen to make sure you keep your eyes on the uh, youtube channel watch all the videos and on topgear.com because um as ever we've done a totally bespoke sort of suite of content all the interesting bits about all the different cars that you want to hear about we've pulled those out and done all sorts of lists and deep dives and articles on that and of course pick up a copy of the speed week magazine it is an absolute belter thanks for listening yeah catch on the next one